Welcome to the Lionshare Podcast for marketing leaders by marketing leaders. Brought to you by Fidelitas Development. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Lion's Share Marketing Podcast, a marketing-oriented podcast for marketing leaders brought to you by marketing leaders. I'm Tyler Sickmeyer, one of your co-hosts alongside me virtually out of our Nashville office is Kyle Weber. Uh, the Lion's Share Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fidelitas Development and we're excited to uh, bring an awesome guest to you today in our conversation with Gene Hammett from Leaders in the Trenches and we'll get to that interview with Gene shortly. Uh, but before we do, uh, Kyle, what's in the news today? News team, assemble! Well, Tyler, today in the news, we have an article from politico.com entitled Fact Checkers to Facebook. Fight fake news. Uh, Facebook's kind of come under fire um, because you know they're seen as one of the predominant news sources, especially for millennials. And uh, so a lot of fake news floating around. Wait, so so Kyle, do you think that uh, Facebook and other platforms have an obligation to try and filter this out? You know, I'm not exactly sure where I stand on that. I see both sides. However, I do think that it would behoove social platforms to stay ahead and make sure they know what is fake news and what's not fake news. So, yeah, that's kind of where I stand on it now, but I need to collect some more information before I get on one side or the other. Yeah, one idea that I just had while we uh, were sitting here talking about it, so you can tell it's been vetted really well, would be to what if they added like the check marks? Or, or some sort of way of authenticating news sources. I don't think you necessarily have to censor the fake news if people want to read for entertainment. Like I know there's a there are a couple of religious parody sites like the Babylon Bee that are pretty funny, uh, regardless of what your religious beliefs are. They're you know that's good entertainment, but there's also a difference between entertainment and snookering people. Um, so so it's it's kind of like I think if maybe if Facebook and Twitter put disclaimers. On, on the news, like the maybe I, yeah, trusted I think, source. I think that's good because you know, obviously, like we don't want to, you know, damage free speech, and we, you know, we. I love parody anything. I just think it's always funny. Um, but however, I think that's a. I think that is a great point. I think I've heard this mentioned in other places too, where they could be designated, or you know, uh, when you visit some sites, like uh, you know, there are parties that. Um, or like plugins that you can get to where it says that, you know, we're not sure if this is a trusted site. You know, there could be sites that are, you know, labeled where it says, you know, this may not, or this may be fake news or something like that. Um, but yeah, you know, in some cases when it's comedy or when it's, you know, when it's for entertainment, it's a completely different thing. But when it, when it actually, you know, affects um, the economy or <laughs> something major like that, you know, I, I do think, something needs to be done. I just don't know what exactly. Yeah, totally agree. And a lot of people want to put it on the brands, but really as an agency, you know, we have an obligation to get our, our clients' brands in front of the ideal audience at the best price possible, right? So, so I, I mean, I see both sides like you. I, I mean, you know, it's not that we want to be out there funding fake news, but, but at the same time, it's like, you know, hey, if they're not saying anything racially insensitive or hateful, uh, that, or anything that's offensive against a certain people group, and we know that our target audience is out there on that site, 
we want to make sure that we get our brand in front of that target audience. And if that's the most cost efficient way to do it, then we have to take a long, hard look at that. And, and sometimes that's a conversation, I think, and, you know, the way we handle it at Fidelitas is to have that conversation one-on-one with each brand because uh, different marketing leaders are obviously going to have different opinions about that. And we want to make sure that we respect everyone's wishes with the campaigns that we put together as well. Yeah. And let's dive into our interview with Gene. All right. And today on this edition of the Lion Share Marketing Podcast, we have a very special guest for you. Gene Hammett is the Managing Director of Leaders in the Trenches. Gene is a brilliant coach, leader, speaker, very high authority when it comes to teaching clients how to uh, leverage their authority and use that stage to get high value clients uh, concurrently. Uh, so in short, Gene is a badass when it comes to coaching. No, he really is. Uh, so, and I, and I know from experience because not, not, not only am I providing this testimonial, I'm also a client. So anyways, it's, it's great to have Gene on the show here. Gene, thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here and to have you talk good things about me. So Gene, give us a little bit of your background. Uh, you know, how, how, how did you get to become the Gene Hammett? Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it depends on how far you want to go back, but I went to engineering school. I didn't want to be an engineer, but I had already finished the common core for engineering. So I, I went ahead and graduated, which is a pretty big feat. Uh, I also um, worked in corporate America for about nine, 10 years. I was doing everything I could to get the skills to start my own business. So I was always an entrepreneur, but I was in consulting, doing uh, marketing research, doing mergers and acquisitions, doing finance related stuff. I did um, IT work project management mainly, uh, business and analyst stuff. And then uh, I went into sales. And so I spent a few years in sales and I felt like I was ready. And that's kind of my background. But then I spent nine years launching an e-commerce business, very competitive market, um, competed on price at first. And then I realized how to actually shift my business and not compete on price, which I think is pretty essential in, in, in this market. And then I, um, I ended up losing everything and having to rebuild my life and rebuild my confidence and rebuild just everything I thought of about me. You asked about the Gene Hammett. I had to start over and I had to um, be intentional about actually what kind of business I wanted to create. And I, I kind of call it, it was my awakening from just going after success, which was very financial for me at the time, to actually building significance in my life. Okay, great. And I think uh, our listeners' ears just perked up when you said not compete on price. That's, that's, a, that's, that's great. That's a, something everyone wants to uh, achieve, uh, regardless of what product or brand they're marketing or if it's themselves. And so, Gene, tell us a little bit more about your methodology. I know you speak a lot on authority. So, so tell us, what, what is authority? Well, authority is not what you say it is. It's what others say about you. It's, it's kind of what happens when you leave the room or when someone sees something of yours, it's that feeling that they have. If they want to get more of it, if they want to open up your emails, if they want to watch your entire video, it doesn't matter whether it's 30 seconds or 30 minutes, they, they stay all the way to the end. You have authority. Um, in the absence of authority, it's when people ignore you or you feel frustrated or you don't have leads, you can't book the meetings, you can't get the stage time, you can't, um, you don't get to show up on podcast because no one wants to, to talk to you because you got nothing to say. Uh, so authority is really um, something you can engineer 
you can actually go out there and claim your authority, but it really is determined and set by the audience and about the people you're trying to, um, to, to establish that authority with. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so if you were going to dig in just a little bit deeper on that, why would you say authority is so important? And then also, you know, you mentioned confidence earlier. And how does that play in with maybe leaders who are going through a little bit of self-doubt? Well, two big questions. So I'll, I'll go with the, back to the other one. I'll come back to confidence. Um, and so you talked about authority. What was the exact question you asked? Why is it so important to a leader? You know, here's the thing. There is so much uh, competition for our attention, whether it be in your marketing messages, whether it be within your teams, whether it be in the, the, the clients that you want to reach. And it's not going to get any less complicated or less competition. It's actually going to be amplified over the course of from now until, you know, whenever, because everyone's moving into creating, whether it's written, audio, video, and it's so easy to do these days. It's just absolutely critical for you to do something that makes your, you stand out, makes you really add value to what's going on in the conversation. And authority is one of the ways that you are establishing that social proof, if you will, that, that you have been there and done that you have other people have given you stage time or other people have written articles about you through media other people have lifted you up you don't have to lift yourself up you can just let that speak for yourself and in the in our crazy crowded noisy world if you have no authority you don't get the meetings you don't get the followers they don't pay attention to you and so that's reason it's so important. Very good, Gene. And, and tell us about how you've put this to work for yourself. Obviously, I mean, you've made it onto the, to the Lion Share Marketing Podcast, so you've clearly made it. I, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know of a better example than, than the fact that you're here with us right now. But there's not a better one right now. Uh, <laughs> my journey to do this, I mean, started with frustration, right? Started with why aren't people paying attention? I knew I needed to create content. I knew I needed to create videos or and audios at some point in time. I knew I needed to do stuff so that people would see what my point of view is. People could see how I think and see the world and people ignored it. And so that's really frustrating. Um, I, I remember sitting in a lot of conferences and watching the speaker and knowing that either they weren't as good as I was and I would love to share my message to the same audience or I would just love to be alongside them and follow them and, and be able to address the, the audience in a way. And I sat there for long enough that I was like, you know, this is just killing me. I got to figure out how to get on stages. I hired people. I hired coaches. I hired, and, and they weren't bad people. None of these people were bad. They were actually speaking, but they didn't know how to teach it. They were doing it. And a lot of them were doing it because they had friends that were allowing them stage time. And what I figured out is I didn't have those friends really. I need to make those friends and that's part of it. But I had to figure out how to how to engineer my own authority. So my background came from just a sheer frustration and not getting it done for me, me and my business. I had a big drive to make a difference in the world, but if no one's paying attention, I wasn't going to be able to live that impact out in life. And so, and definitely I didn't have any money. Um, the funny thing about this, Tyler, is there was a period a few years ago where I had clients who were making, you know, 10 times or 20 times more than I was. 
and they were new starting out. Like, how does, how is this happening? What is wrong with me? But it was because I didn't have the authority. I was latching onto people and they were coming into me as clients and they were getting that authority and I didn't even really have words for it at the time. And so that's where it started. And, and, you know, the journey now, you know, I get to speak on stages where there might be 500 or a thousand people sometimes. I just spoke on Friday though to a group of 25. And it's just a great way to, to get your message out there. Um, showing up on podcasts. I recently just did my media page and it's a little bit maybe self-centered to be able to do that. But I was actually talking about media so much. I'm like, where am I showing up? So I write for Entrepreneur. I write for Success Magazine, Huffington Post. I've shown up in places like Forbes and Inc. and uh, Business Insider and Fox News and NBC. And I just started organizing that stuff. I literally just did that last week. I don't think I even really talked about that much when we were talking a lot more. Is that right? Yeah, that's uh, that's that's right, and that's one thing obviously that uh, impressed me and kind of gave you some credibility with me when when I was looking to uh, bring a coach on to help me out personally. Uh, that was that was one of the things I was looking at someone that that was basically uh, walking the walking the walk, so to speak. So so it's kind of great to see you doing that, and uh, you know you've been a lot of places that. Uh, we've either been fortunate enough to be or trying to get to. So it's, so, so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of similarities there and uh, your priorities are absolutely on point. So, so, so Gene, obviously at some point in there, there was this transition for you where you went from uh, being a choice to being the choice as you, as you talk about in your uh, content. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, those words actually came from a client. I think some of the best ways for us to see ourselves is the way others see us. Because I, I started this out about the authority. So I did some interviews with clients, um, people that I have had really respected. I knew they were doing tremendous work in the, in the markets and they had seen tremendous growth. And, and I was just like, what, what else did I give you besides the coaching? Like, you know, those, those two or three, four hours or 10 hours, what was it? And, um, I had one of my clients come back to me and said, you know, you made me the choice, not just a choice. And I was like, that's pretty good. What, tell me more about that. And he talked to me about the way his pricing was the highest in the industry. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. He was getting stages. He was traveling internationally. He was um, getting media without even asking for it. He was, he was very discoverable because he was such a force inside of one market segment. And I... When did I, you know, you asked the question, when did I, I don't think I've really done it yet. I, I, I'm, I'm stepping into it. Like I'm not that many steps beyond you, Tyler, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I'm a few. I know the, the ins and outs and I've watched my clients. I've been kind of the guy behind the scenes and I've decided to really leverage my own platform and, and become that the, the choice for myself. It's really just been something I've been showing clients how to do and didn't really see it for myself until recently. Wow, that's awesome, and thank you for the uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for the uh, candidness there. And so, for 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 the marketing leaders out there listening, Gene, uh, why is speaking on stage so important? I mean, obviously, speaking isn't everyone's forte; it's not everyone's strong suit. But why why is it so important to do it, anyways? You know, I think if you are a leader, and let's. And from a marketing standpoint, so we could talk about it from a leadership standpoint, but let's look at marketing because I think there's a lot of people listening in here that, that have ideas, whether it be creative or innovative ideas. And if you want people to accept those ideas and see a new future, 
you got to be pretty good at communication in, in a mass form. It's not necessarily just one-on-one. You've got to engage the team. You've got to engage the audience. You've got to engage people. And speaking, that skill is something that develops through repetition. I've rarely ever seen someone say, give me the mic. I've never spoken before. Let me just go crush it. And they do it. It just doesn't happen. There is a little bit of of confidence that comes along with doing it with repetition. There's some skill that goes with that. There's some things that that a lot of people don't even really understand and have awareness to, um, like how to move and how to body language and, and, and voice intonations and things like that. But speaking is... In, in a sense of the way we're talking about it, actually taking stages, is a way to communicate your ideas effectively in a one-to-many format, a face-to-face format, meaning you're in the room with them. Nose-to-nose, toes-to-toes is a much different experience than online. And so you can speed up the relationship. You can actually get a deeper conversation going quicker and and people will come up to you after coming off stage and say things to you and express to you and connect with you that they would never do it through email and you would never have those chances to do it so i still think that we're going to have a you know this you know in this online world with marketing that face-to-face marketing through speeches is a fantastic way to share your message and connect with people Uh, absolutely and i know for some people public speaking, uh, they're scared to death of it. Like they would rather die than have to get up on stage and public speak. And I think one of the things that most people don't realize is that for most public speakers, when they first started out, they were pretty nervous. Uh, is that your experience? Like what happened the first few times that you, uh, took a stage and, and spoke in front of an audience? I, I wasn't that nervous. I wasn't that good. But I wasn't that nervous. <laughs> no, well, there shot my point right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do know that there's a big problem, and I got nervous a few different times in my career. I, the the most nervous I ever got was, and I probably get a pass on this, was speaking at my dad's funeral. Oh, that was about eleven years ago. Mm-hmm. And to be able to put words together in a thoughtful way and to be able to get my message across was extremely difficult because of the the heartfelt nature of this. I knew he was passing. It was about six weeks of lung cancer, the battle. And so, you know, we had dealt with it, but I still did not really um, have the full gravity of this. And I got up there and spoke anyway. And and that was before I really became a speaker. Um, After I became a speaker, and I've never shared this story. I've never shared that story on, on, on a video or audio. Um, but there's another one where my uncle died about five years ago. So I've been speaking for, for at least that long. And my uncle's really funny. And so my aunt comes to me and she goes, hey, he wants the funeral to be a little bit lighter. And we've got a lot of like serious speakers. Can you get up there and crack some jokes huh. at a funeral? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So the, I there's no way I could crack jokes, but what I did do is I interviewed um, my family and I said, what are the most touching and funniest moments you had with my uncle? And I had a few myself and I put together about three of them. And I just basically told his stories that many people have heard many, many times again. And I just, I can't even help but smile when I think about it because I told stories about my grandmother and my uncle. I told stories about his son and, and, and some of the things he did. And it was, it was, it was hard. Like it was nervous to do that, but still 
such a powerful experience to just face that fear and be able to be funny when you were told to be funny, which is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I had them cracking up. That's they weren't great. jokes though. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, there's, there's one thing I'll leave you guys with, and, and maybe I'm going on too far. The reason people get nervous is really comes down to one thing. Do you guys want to know what it is? Absolutely. It is, and you may have heard this before, but it is because you either did not prepare for that speech or you're only thinking about the way the audience is going to perceive you. And the first one, if you didn't prepare, obviously you're going to get up there and probably be nervous and and have some anxiety, but it's on you. Like you didn't prepare. Mm -hmm. But when you are prepared and you get up there and you're still stressed and you're still like sweating and, and, and some people are just like that. Typically, you got to center yourself. You got to breathe and really concentrate and, and take your mind not on you, but on how you can connect and serve the audience. And think about that that opening speech or that, that opening sentence, if you will, and that what whatever you're going to say, that is the best way to get past that initial stage fright. And then you once you get past that, you can usually move into it because if you're prepared, you already know what you're going to say. Does that help you guys? Yeah. Yeah, Without it's a question. Uh, taking the focus off of yourself and, and concentrating on adding value to your audience. Uh, absolutely. It, it, it becomes about them instead of about you. Absolutely. And so, Gene, if for, for, for our audience out there, say I'm a, I'm a marketing leader, I'm a, I'm a CMO at a company, and I've, you know, I've, I've done some pretty cool stuff, and I'd like to start to build a name for myself as I start looking for where I want to take my personal brand and even my company's brand. You know, is it, you know obviously, it's any time that a marketing leader can go out and represent the company at, a, at an event, that's always good exposure for the company as long as the uh, professional comes off well-spoken and presents good information. So for, for folks that are looking to get into this, where do they start? Well, the first thing you got to you got to know why it's important, and we talked about that. But specifically, if you're a marketing leader, and you you want to build kind of a little bit more of a, a platform for yourself, so that your ideas are going to be heard, people will look to you with that authority. Um, you've got to get on some of these bigger stages. Like that's where people are noticing you. If you you know, a lot of people don't have a book, don't have that that thing that they can hand someone, but if you can hand them a video where you've been on stages, that's a great uh, way to connect with people and for them to know that. They don't even have to watch the video. They just have to know that someone gave you the right to be there. Um, so the, the first place to start is the desire to actually build a personal platform for yourself. I, I interviewed someone. I'm not going to say the name of the company, let you guys infer it, but I live in Atlanta and it's a large sugar water company. <laughs> There's a talent manager there that works in the marketing areas. And, and some of the, um, some of those positions are a million dollars a year. Wow. Right. And now if I told you what they were and which I'm not going to, you would probably not want that job, but that position's a million dollars a year. And I said, how do you find that person? He goes, really the number one way? I look at all the major marketing conferences and I see who's the thought leaders and who are speaking on these stages. I follow their careers and I follow them through that, that trajectory and I see, are they getting the kind of audience and are people respecting them and have authority? And that is why, where I pull from my list and then we still interview them and we still make sure they're the right fit for the job and they want the job, but they're, look, they're pulling from those those thought leadership positions. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, that's awesome. And they're million dollar positions. Like it's, it's, it's a huge, I was like, who, what the heck are they doing? But um, 
but you that's the first step is the desire to do it and to, to overcome the fear that that may say i can't put it out there or i'm not good enough or i don't have anything to say i've never met anyone who didn't have something to say i've never met anyone that, that if they did have desire they couldn't put something together the second step and third step and fourth step or get to be a pretty easy is who where's the audience so if you know who the audience is where are they and you can give the best speech in the world if the audience is not who you're trying to reach. Nothing happens. Um, you may get a good video out of it, but nothing really happens. You don't get called back because the, the audience is not engaged with what you have. So you really got to know who. And then finally, it's, it's where are they? Develop the list. Find the decision makers. I know these things sound easy, but this is kind of what I teach people. But then you build relationships, and that's the course, building relationships. You don't fill out forms. Don't fill out um, the little request or this. You can do it through email. You can do it through phone. You can do it through other uh, mechanisms, but you got to build relationships with those decision makers before you can get on those big stages. Excellent. Very well said, uh, Gene. And again, so much information. I hope our I hope our listeners are taking notes here and figuring out how they're going to get started. Where would you recommend? Say someone says, "Okay, I, I, I get it. I know I have a need for this. I know I have a knack for this." Gene, I'm ready. I want I want you to teach me what you taught Tyler because look where he is now. Or maybe they don't say that part, but they at least say, "Gene, I want you to I want you to teach me." And at that point, Gene, where what would you have them start with? Um. I mean, a couple of different things. I mean, one of them is pretty passive, which is writing for different publications like Entrepreneur, Success Magazine, or Fortune, or Inc., or Fast Company, or Harvard Business Review is a good way to, to, to kind of dip your toe into the world of authority. Do you have something to say? And so... I've been writing for about 18 months and and many of these platforms and it does position me. It does allow me to get my message out there. I don't have to travel and I don't have to take stages. I just, I write my content and you can blog on your own website. And I did that. And that's frustrating because I was getting a couple of hundred people to read a blog post, maybe. And that's with a list and sending it out and, and getting only a 20% open rate. Um, but when I started publishing for Entrepreneur, I was getting twenty and twenty-five thousand page views off one article. Wow. Think about that. Um, and if your audience is not reading Entrepreneur, what are they reading? Are they reading um, your industry rag? And you could be actually be published in there. And you can take that. And if you actually have an idea for a speech, I would actually publish that idea and test it in the market. I did that a few times. I've got an, an article in Success about uh, Success Magazine about the trap of success. And that actually gave me the, the momentum to write a book called The Trap of Success. And it got me booked on a lot of stages. I also have written for Entrepreneur and different things. So getting published is, a, is, is kind of a passive way to do it, which is um, I've got a free course. Did you want me to share that information with them? Yeah, that, that, that'd be great, Gene. I, I, some of my clients, I actually gave this to you, Tyler, so we'll see actually how quickly you actually put it into play. It's a little challenge to you. But <laughs> uh I, I only give it to, to people that have been paid clients and, and I've decided to give it away to people. I know very few people take action. And so me giving it away will only, the, only the, the real tenacious and the ones that really want something will do it. So there's not that much competition at, the, at this level. 
but I give you a free training that's about 60 minutes. I give you a couple of templates that goes with it that shows you exactly how to pitch them and these, these different business publications. And um, if you go to leadersinthetrenches.com forward slash publish, you can download that and it's completely free, but I give it to you. And all, all I ask is that when you get published, send me a link and just say thank you. That's all I ask out of anyone who does this. A small be, price. Yeah, that is a small price. Um, I, I had to learn the hard way to learn these things. And I had to, you know, fight with different things. And I, and I sent a lot of templates or sent out a lot of emails with some typos in there and things like that. That was my fault. Um, but I've corrected these things. And, and now I'm going to give you just the best of the best. So you don't have to go through that learning curve that I did. Um, so that's the passive way. The other way is if you really are interested in raising your authority, um, there's something, I've got a free training that goes on that, that really tells you how you could actually do this. And Tyler, you don't even know about this because it's completely new. Um, but I call it Be the Choice Roadmap. If you would like to raise your authority, I will actually look at your online profile. I will look at on your website, off your website. I'll look at your, how you're using media or not using media. I'll actually make some suggestions for you. And I actually do all that. Um, if you, if you think that's right for you, you can look at that training and it's actually a small investment to do something like that, but it's really powerful. Uh, I just recently did a few of them for, for people and they just were so thrilled beyond expectations is what they keep coming back with. Um, but if you can get that uh, called be the choice roadmap, go to leaders in the trenches.com forward slash map MAP. And it'll take you into a, a short little video that shows you what that is and what that means to your business. Um, that's the, that's the more active way because you actually have a chance to work with me at a very small fee. All right. Excellent. Gina, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, so it's such great information, obviously, and I, I can't overstate enough the value that you provided in our time working together and uh, obviously highly recommend you to our listeners as well. Uh, that said, uh, Gina, I do understand you, you, you have a new book coming out soon too, right? I do. I mentioned it a little bit. Um, it really goes back and tells pieces of my story. It tells a little bit of, of my journey to beyond success to significance. I find that when a lot of people are successful in their jobs, whether they're, they're working in a role in a corporation or they're an entrepreneur, they begin to coast a little bit. And I was one of those people about... 10 years ago, I was making about four or 500,000 a year in my uh, e-commerce business. And I wanted to do something else, but I was frustrated in the fact that I would have to give up some of the money I was making, some of the free time that I had built for myself. And I wasn't prepared to do that. And so I look back at, look back at that now and say, I was trapped by my success. And so I, I, I've had enough people and I've spoken on enough stages and enough people asking me more about the story and how I made that shift. And so I decided to write the book and um, I've been speaking about it for about a year and a half and it's coming out um, in the beginning of January and I've got a couple of free chapters too that you guys can put in the show notes if you want to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They'll also be put the links in there as well. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, so listeners, make sure go go to the show notes, and uh, we'll have links in there for both the uh, how to get published offer from Gene, as well as the the uh, be the choice roadmap, uh, and then also again uh, to uh, Gene's website. And uh, 
you know, Gene, Gene's humble. He doesn't like to bring all this stuff up, but he also has a, a, a great podcast that we recommend. Uh, when you're, when you're done listening to ours, flip over and uh, try out leaders in the trenches. It's, it's a great listen. And, uh, Highly recommended, but Gene, uh, you've been more than generous with your time. Thank you so much, and uh, it's greatly appreciated to have you on here on the Lion Share Marketing Podcast. You know, I really appreciate being here. And if I if I had anything to leave you with, it's it's too few people will talk about what they want, and they will actually do it. They will actually make the commitments, and and that means you have to let go of some of the things that that were already on your list or on your your strategy plan. But if you really want to raise yourself up have more influence and impact and income, I really believe authority is probably something you need to really take a serious look at and say, do, would that help me get more of everything I want? More high value customers, more free time, more of the great projects. If I had more authority in the markets that really mean the most to me, um, I've never seen anyone who said that they couldn't use more authority. Excellent. Excellent, uh, and that's 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 a great uh, that's, that's that's a great point, Gene. And again, thank you so much for Absolutely. sharing. Absolutely, it's glad to be here on the Lion Share. I, I I love what you're doing. I love what you're you're putting out there. So keep it up. And that concludes our interview with Gene Hammett. So we'd like to thank our audience for listening and also thanks to Gene. And uh, if you'd like more information on the show notes, please visit us at lionssharepodcast.com slash four. That's lionssharepodcast.com slash four for more information and how to connect with Gene and how to connect with us. Hey, Kyle. Yeah. Before we go, I've got a question for you. Okay. What is it? Why did the marketer get fired as a tap dancer? Why did the marketer get fired as a tap dancer? I don't know, Tyler. She wanted to get paid per click. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Paid per click. Okay. <laughs> All right, everyone. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review. If you don't, uh, keep downloading us anyways. We appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to the Lion's Share Marketing Podcast. Cheers. You've been listening to the Lion's Share Podcast, brought to you by Fidelitas Development, your marketing partner for better brand loyalty.